0: This episode is sponsored by the Breakthrough to Excellence Network Legacy Scale Up Program, which is a one on one consulting program that will provide you accountability, strategy, and customization for your unique business needs. We all desire to scale our business without the overwhelm. Let's face it, we don't want to scale our businesses anymore in a chaotic environment. This program is tailored made so you never feel like you're ever. Falling behind again. To find out more on how to work with us, go to www.jasminehaley.com. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. I'm Jasmine Haley, healthcare provider turned educator, entrepreneur, and startup strategist. Not too long ago, I was burnt out, overwhelmed, depressed, and full of fear from a toxic work environment. I created my business out of necessity to create a legacy I can be proud of today. It helps me transform the lives of women every single day to pursue their dreams and entrepreneurial goals. I created this podcast to share the empowering stories of entrepreneurial women, help you break through self-doubt to your greatness, and share business strategies to help you create a thriving and profitable business. If you are an emerging entrepreneur or business owner that wants to create the mindset needed to escape burnout, reclaim your personal power, and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams, this podcast is for you. Stay tuned and listen in. Welcome to the Breakthrough to Excellence podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Haley, and this episode's guest is Bianca Smith. She's the founder and owner of Simplified VA Services, a virtual assistant agency helping female entrepreneurs simplify their life so they are able to spend more time doing what they love and grow their business. Simplified VA Services assists small business owners with social media management, bookkeeping, Pinterest, copywriting, proofreading, and general administrative tasks. Bianca is a military spouse mom of three amazing teenagers and they're beautiful, y'all. Currently stationed in Madrid, Spain, she holds an MBA in accounting and is an Air Force veteran, coffee lover, avid reader, and loves to travel. Welcome to the show, Bianca. Thank you, Jasmine. Thanks for having me. I can't wait for this conversation, y'all. First of all, I thought, like, should I invite her? Because, really, I'm not trying to share her like that. (laughs) Um... (laughs) Bianca is my executive assistant at Beyond the Profi, and I absolutely adore her. Okay, I will straight her and Ikeisha, who is my community manager. I will straight put some Vaseline on my face. <laughs> okay, and we will hit the streets. Okay, let's go. Um, <laughs> all right now. <laughs> <laughs> but all jokes aside, I you know when I first met Bianca, I was scared. And she can tell you that I was were. so scared. I was nervous. I was like, I don't even know if I can do this because previously my experiences with a virtual assistant were hit or miss. Right. And part part of it was I didn't really s- select the right person for me. and the And then the other reason was I didn't really have my systems in place to really bring them on where I didn't feel like I was running myself ragged. So I expressed all of those concerns. And Bianca was straight up like, this is what it is. And, you know, this is the expectations. It was very clear. Her, her onboarding process was very clear. And I'm so happy that you were my first rehire, like my first hire with my new brand, because it made me feel comfortable with doing the second one. And then the third one, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, because I've seen you grow. You know, Mm -hmm. when I first, um, you know, we first did the discovery call, you were really nervous. You could see it in your face. (laughs) But I remember thinking, I I got you. Um, I like that because it's a challenge for me, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And so I want to dive into, like, what led you to where you are in your journey and why you're doing what you're doing. Um, Because I love hearing that. I think it's very invigorating, especially to see uh, female entrepreneurs who take the time to work through the challenges, who also have a family outside of the work that they're doing. So tell me, what was your journey like for you? Why did you choose to do what you're doing today?
1: So as you said, I'm a military spouse currently stationed in Madrid, Spain. So I've been in baking and um, industry for a long time. I served in the Air Force and I got out the Air Force when my son was born um, because having three kids and my husband was also active duty. It was hard having two active duty parents, Um, especially with my first child. I felt like I never saw her even as a baby because I was working 16 hour days, six days a week. My husband was deployed. I mean, it it was just like passing each other in the wind trying to raise kids. And so when my son um, was born, I decided to get out the military, um, did two years in the reserve and then completely just stopped um, because it was really hard and then we move a lot as military spouses. We move every two, three years. Um, you have to constantly leave a job you love. I loved my job um, when I was working at a bank. And then my husband said, we're moving. And by then he has retired. So I thought we were gonna settle down from in Georgia. That's where he's from. And he was struggling, you know, like a lot of retirees do with the with the um, workforce, um, because the military is very structured. And so um, we ended up moving after three years in Georgia, where I was excelling at my job. I had just had my got my first office, <laughs> and I, I was in there for all of two weeks. Um, and yeah, and I was in the middle of my MBA program. Um, but I do, like every military spouse, do we pack up and we leave. And we came to Madrid, Spain. Well, we came back. We lived here before. And depending on where you live in a certain countries, they don't allow you to work um, on the economy. You can't take jobs away from the locals. And so here I am with three wow. kids. Yeah, it's you gotta have. Um, with the U.S. government, there's an agreement. And I have three teenagers. And if you have teenagers, they're never home. <laughs> um, it's you know, it's very safe here. So the kids are out, my husband's working. And I remember sitting there thinking, what am I supposed to do? I have a master's degree. I'm not the type to just sit still. Um, I have to do something. And normally I would volunteer. I love to volunteer, but we're not at a military base. So the great thing about that is we're living amongst the locals, learning Spanish, but there's not really a lot of places to volunteer. And like a lot of VAs that start, you start by Googling how to work from home. (laughs) So I'm Googling how to work from home and I come across a Facebook group and someone says, oh, you're a military spouse, join this group. And this group was full of military spouses wanting to find remote work. And I didn't think it was real. I said, there's no way I can make this much money and grow a business working from home. I didn't think it was real. And I love the program so much. I became their ambassador, helping other military spouses find remote work. And a military spouse was doing an internship. And so that's how I got into it. Uh, Actually, it was two internships. There was two military companies doing them, and I got both (laughs) at the same time. So that whole summer, I worked under an internship. And that's how I started my VA business. I decided to go off on my own.
0: Wow. Isn't that something? Did you have any fear, though? Were you were you concerned about anything when you decided to go that route?
1: I did, because at that time I had owned the Etsy shop. So I had a shop, a very successful Etsy shop. But when we moved overseas, um, you can't use the U.S. postal system for business. So I couldn't mail anything. So I had to get rid of my, my Etsy shop, which was really, really hard. Um, And so here I am feeling like I felt that. (laughs) And so now you have that failure. Okay, well, maybe I can't do this because military spouses, we have to we're always giving things up for our families and it's hard to have anything for yourself. Um, And so there was that fear of if I start this, you know, am I'm going to be able to do it. (laughs) Um, Do I have the skills to do it? You know, especially considering every other move, I work, I don't work, I work, I don't work. So there was definitely that that fear
0: of the the commitment as well. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely, and that's what I that's that's why I really love like online business now. Like, you know, because I built my business for the first three and a half years with you know in person speaking and in person like physical in person events. And, you know, I had a form of some virtual classes, I didn't really dive into it enough. Um, and I had coaching clients that were all virtual. And so I, f- I find it interesting now that I've decided to pivot, and then also be forced completely online by COVID. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like, wow, we can because for my for saying for my husband, he's not in the military, but he works on bases. He works on bases. So every two to three years, once a project's done, he's moving to the next Mm. one. And so, um, you know, because his employer contracts a lot with for the military. So it's just interesting to kind of hear what you're saying. and, And I just want to encourage those who are kind of like on the fence is is an online business something for me. Yeah, you can make it. How are you deemed fit? and and now now that my kids are at home they're homeschooling we can move if necessary and not have to worry so much about where we move um, specifically for schooling.
1: And that was the number one thing was, okay, military spouse, we're moving. Um, sometimes you know when you're moving. Sometimes you don't know when you're moving. Like I know for a fact we're here for three years. That fourth year, I have no idea. I can't tell you where we're going here. I can tell you where we would like to go, but we won't know where we're going to move until maybe a couple months before we move. Um, so knowing that I can PCS, which is a permanent change of station, which is just moving, knowing that I can PCS, but take my business with me and I don't have to quit a job that I love or give my two week notice or have, um, we went in Georgia trying to have both of our work schedules so we can even take a vacation. That was very difficult, just trying to take a vacation. And now we vacation, I just bring my laptop and it's been wonderful.
0: Yeah. I don't want you messaging me though. i your (laughs) next vacation. (laughs) Yeah, I was on vacation and Jasmine
1: messaged me to stop um, working.
0: (laughs) Yes, yes. You know, um, Bianca is amazing at what she does. She is exceptional with picking out certain things that I may overlook. So I kind of want to get into the realm now of why entrepreneurs need to hire someone and outsource and stop thinking like, well, I'm not ready, or I need to be in business for two or three years. For me, just seeing what I've learned so far in my journey, hiring sooner Mm -hmm. is better than later. Exactly. So I want to hear like what are let's 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 just first start with why they need to hire someone in their in their business.
1: Well, if you want to grow or scale your business, um, you have to hire. It is one of the only ways to grow and scale. None of us know, even those that are doing these big companies, nobody does it on their own. Um, Everybody has a team. You need to be able to delegate to your team. If you're trying to do it all, you won't be able to concentrate on your zone of genius. So if you're just doing these tedious tasks, you can't focus on things that are bringing money in because you're wasting time doing something that's taken hours when you can hire that out to somebody else. And so a lot of times people don't think, oh, I can't afford it, or they have to make so much money or... When do you hire? And that's going to be different for everyone. I always say right before you get overwhelmed and burnt out, you should think about hiring. Don't wait until you're burnt out. Because I always say, not that it's too late, but it makes it stressful for the team you're onboarding, for you, because now now you're in overwhelm. Um, But if you can slowly maybe just hire somebody just for 10 hours a month. I always suggest people go small. Just hire a VA for 10 hours a month and then grow with your VA from there. So if you're in a growing and scaling phase of your business, I always say um, outsourcing will help you grow your business. But it can't not that it can help you, but it will help you grow your business. It actually will help you grow. Mm -hmm.
0: Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. First of all, y'all y'all y- towards the end you're going to hear some links on how to follow her because I love your information that you share. It's some important stuff that we need to consider. Like when you're when you one of them things that you just recently posted was like when people are being interviewed. Mm-hmm. When you're interviewing with a virtual assistant, like don't think it's just one sided. Like y'all both trying to make sure this is a good fit. Um and we don't often hear that. It's like if we were going to a job and we were interviewing for a job, I've always, I always treated it like I was also interviewing them
1: mm-hmm.
0: to make sure it's the right fit for both of us. So let's dive into like, how can someone, an entrepreneur, you know, get to a place of knowing when someone's the right fit for them?
1: Yes. Yeah, so there's going to be a part two of that. Cause I think there's two different phases. One is a discovery call. And the other one is, is when you already started working with them. Um, so on a discovery call, um, you should always, there's always say there's three things. Um, one is, is what is the interview process, but it shouldn't feel like an interview. It should not feel one sided. It should not feel just one person is asking all the questions. Um, you, and I always say, you're not working for that person. You're working with them because if you're working with someone, you're going to be helping them grow. And so during the discovery process, when you're going back and forth with someone, it should be conversational like we are now. I always like to maybe bring a drink or a cup of coffee. Um, I love discovery calls, you know, and I know it's different for everyone, but I think the more comfortable you are and you can just talk with someone one on one and walk through the process. Walk through of how you can help them. Um, ask them about their. Ask a lot, but listen. I think um, just listening and letting them tell you what they need, and at that same time taking notes and thinking, okay, which ways can I help them? Um, the second one I always say is your vibe. So I go with my gut. I hear so many VAs say I shouldn't pack sign with that client. I knew it. The discovery call just didn't go well. But maybe they need the money, Um, it's their first time, so they're excited, so they'll work with anyone. So go with your gut. If something doesn't feel right or seem right, um, or if you're not vibing, so I'm huge on vibe, I have to vibe with you, maybe laugh, or maybe the discovery call was scheduled for 20 minutes, but it's 30 minutes later and we're still talking, Um, but the the conversation is flowing. When you're on a discovery call and they're just staring at you and it's just awkward. (laughs) And you're asking all the questions and you can just, you can just tell, or, um, oh, and the big one, number three was when they come on and try to negotiate your price. This is a biggie for me because my price is my price. It is non-negotiable. So when people come on to a discovery call, my prices are on my website. So, you know, my prices ahead of time. So when you come to a discovery call and you want to negotiate price or ask for a discount, um, That's a red flag for me because I feel like you don't value me, my time or my expertise. So those are the three red flags for a discovery call is when they try to negotiate price, um, when it feels like an interview or when something just doesn't seem right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that because it's like, you know, and, and it's even for those entrepreneurs, if you're not a VA and you're just looking to onboard a client, you know, if you if they're nickel and diming you, Right, and people will nickel dime whether it's a fifty dollar fee or if it's a fifteen hundred dollar fee. Like they just gonna nickel and dime. <laughs> it's like you know, if you bend, what's what else is gonna come next? I have just found that it's it's gonna be something else, and then something else. Or they're gonna add
1: Scope Creep. They're gonna add things to to. So you, your contract says, okay, maybe I'm gonna do. Ten hours of general admin. Then slowly they want they want to start adding things, and it's not in the contract, so you have to do a sub agreement. And so when they're starting to already negotiate that, that kind of opens the door for everything else, and they start adding things slowly. And I notice a lot of new VAs they're not they don't feel confident to put their foot down and say this is what we agreed to. They start going with the flow, and before you know it, they're work they're doing all these things for the price that they that the uh, potential client negotiated and now they're not happy because they're not getting paid uh, for their value and their time.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we got to talk about the other side though, because for entrepreneurs that are ready to hire, there are a few things that I feel like need to happen. Um, one, they have to be willing to be honest with themselves. Um. Like if your stuff is jacked up, <laughs> like, understand that you're gonna get jacked up results. Okay. So you gotta be patient through that process and be willing to help the person that you're working with. Um, two, you've gotta remove your ego because at some point you've got to learn to let go. And then three, you've got to trust yes. it has to be, you have to be have have a measure of trust.
1: Those are three major things because without that, what happens is you start micromanaging. And so that's kind of part two. Like once you start working with someone, it sounds great, everything goes great on a discovery call, but not everybody clicks and buys once you actually start working with them. Because you can have a conversation with anybody and and the vibe is there. Maybe it's, they sound great, but the moment you start working with them, you got your clashing. And it may be a lot of times I realized they're not ready to let go. They're not ready to hire. Um, maybe they thought they were and they weren't. And I get it. Your business is your baby, <laughs> you know, especially when I'm coming in to help you with your business. So I, I slowly tread. I don't come in and try to do everything at first. And so you have to want to let go. I talk a lot about that on Instagram <laughs> or videos. I would go in every now and then and do a story because I'm, I'm seeing people complain or maybe my own experience of, of clients micromanaging because they're not ready to let go.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's, and it's hard, it's hard, but at the same time, it's like, if you know that this isn't truly your zone of genius, why are you holding on to it? Mm-hmm. It's not income generating. Like, your sole role is to focus on getting that money into your business and providing the value to your clients or to your customers. And the back end work, you know, if you really truly want to step into that CEO role, needs to be outsourced. It's not. It's not negotiable. You have to outsource it.
1: Exactly, and setting up, like you say, you talk a lot about SOPs. You know, before you. Even thinking about hiring, every task you do in your business, just start writing everything down. Do some loom videos, SOPs. So when you onboard someone, the onboarding experience is is more comfortable.
0: Yeah, yeah. I will say, y'all, that um, I probably scared Bianca a little bit when she came <laughs> into my- <laughs> because I've got so many boards, y'all. I got so many boards. <laughs>
1: yeah, it was it was it was overwhelming at first. <laughs>
0: I was like, I'm gonna do it right. I'm gonna have a board for this, this, that, you know. But anywho,
1: but you made it so flawless. You had everything. You had videos. Um, you were organized. Your, your SOPs, your videos. So if I needed to learn something, I can watch the video. So that way, I wasn't constantly because that first month it, it is it is a little bit more work. A lot of people want. Oh, I don't have time to train. Well, that's not going to work because this is your business. Not everybody knows your business. So the fact that you did videos and had everything ready to go made that process easier and and less time on you, so you can focus on other things.
0: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And 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 one of the things I want to say it's for entrepreneurs that are out there. You have to uh, reframe your mind and your energy because. When you onboard, because this is what I've seen that I didn't do right the first time, when you onboard, you're going to get a slew of questions that it's just gonna come up, right? And you shouldn't you shouldn't respond in a way of, oh, there's another question again. Oh, you know, uh, you know, having that type of energy because your VA, your executive assistant, whoever it is that you've hired, they want to work with you so that. Th- what they're doing is a success so that you're a success. And so that training is essential. Now it's like I can just vox Bianca and say, hey, can you add a task for so-and-so? Most of the time I'll add it in, but you know, now she understands what my expectations are. I understand what her expectations are. I also understand, she understands like where I'm trying to go in my business, but that takes time to grow. And a lot of times as entrepreneurs, we don't want to be patient in that process, you know? And so I think too, and sometimes also I've had circumstances where I've had a VA and it wasn't really working out as I expected. And I didn't take the time to sit down and talk with them. And I know now I've done that, <laughs> <laughs> you know, if things ain't working out, <laughs> right, like, what is the point? Like, I can't call my sister girl. I'm like, girl, let me tell you, you know, cause that's not going to help. It's like, let's meet, let's see what's working. How are you doing? Great, awesome. This is what I'm noticing. This is what's got to change.
1: Oh yeah, you got as a VA, you have to be able to accept constructive criticism because you're going into someone's business learning how they do it. Not how you want to do it, but how do they want it? And so there's going to be a couple back and forth. like, well, I wanted it this way. So a VA should be like, oh, here she goes again. It's like, okay, well, let me fix it. Let me go in and fix it. And then moving forward, I know how she wants things. And it's going to take time to get there, especially as you're giving your VA new tasks. Um, Because before, it would take me forever to do certain things. And now I'm like, I don't have to watch the Loom video anymore, you know. Or And it it frees up um, because you're doing it faster. You can now add more tasks to your VA. So you want someone that's going to grow with you, but someone that can take constructive criticism very well.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, what would you say are some places where entrepreneurs can find a VA? Hint, hint. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? A lot of Facebook groups, actually, if you just maybe type in virtual assistant in the search bar of Facebook, you'll find some, some groups that way, um, some VAs that way. Um, a lot of women entrepreneur groups look into those groups. Um, because there's VAs there, but you won't be, you're mixed in with people from all different industries. So when you go to look for a VA, uh, you go to post a job, maybe you have 10, 15 versus 100 people. Um, and then be very clear when you're looking for a VA exactly what you need. I always say go in with a Google form, and that will help um, tell it to exactly who, who what kind of VA you need, state what kind of VA you need. A lot of people go in and say, um, I need a VA. And then it's like, okay, well, what kind of VA do you need? Maybe a social media manager, um, Do you need somebody to work on your website? Because virtual assistant is an industry. And so under that industry umbrella are people that do all sorts of different things. Um, So while they're a bookkeeper, sometimes they get pulled under that VA role. So when you're looking for a VA, um, state maybe your price. Price is a big one. Uh, If you don't put your price, you're going to get anywhere from a $5 VA to a $100 VA. So make sure you state your price exactly what you need. If you need a copywriter, a proofreader, a bookkeeper, and just be very clear. If you need somebody that's just in the U.S., um, if you need somebody that's maybe on your time zone, sometimes that's important for people. Um, so just be very clear before you hire, write out exactly what kind of VA you need, which you need them to do. Um, but Facebook groups are probably where you can find a lot of, the, a lot of the VAs or Instagram, you know, you can hashtag virtual assistants and mm-hmm. uh, find some VAs that way and always, always, always hop on a discovery call.
0: Absolutely. And if you want a VA like Bianca, please go to Simplify VA Services, okay? Stop tripping. Don't <laughs> yes, use <laughs> go by referral. I refer you, okay? <laughs> Cuz those are the best kind, you know. Those yes. are the best kind, the referrals. All right. So, you know, I I appreciate you sharing those pointers and I know that the listeners are going to have more questions But of course we want to keep our um, episode within the time limit as much as we can. So I would be curious to know, um, Bianca, like if you were first thinking about like your very first year of entrepreneurship, what is one piece of advice you would give yourself that first year of entrepreneurship?
1: Oh, that first year. Um, that I don't, as a VA, I don't have to know all the things. I think that is so important. You know, um, so many people, they're looking for a VA that can do everything. And I hate to break it to you, but your VA can't do everything. <laughs> um, that's why I don't like that word, unicorn. Um, because VAs, they niche down into, into, you know, different things so they can better help serve you, help better serve our clients. So to go on Facebook and say, okay, I need a VA that can do social media, that can do bookkeeping, okay? Yes, I do both of those, but normally people don't. So define a VA that can do maybe social media, um, web design, a tech VA, Pinterest strategist, people want somebody that can do all these things and you don't want somebody like that. Um, You definitely want to start with what you need. Maybe it's just general admin. Then maybe you have a blog. So you want a Pinterest strategist. Um, Maybe you're having trouble managing your money. So you want a bookkeeper. You definitely, it's going to help you grow if you can find a VA that has niched down so they can better help serve you. So that was one thing I was saying, you don't have to know, um, everything, you're going to learn things as, as you grow in your business. Like I didn't know Kajabi, you know, now I love Kajabi. <laughs> so mm-hmm. you're learning, you're always learning. A VA is always learning.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for entrepreneurs, like, don't be, don't be hesitant to not, to, to not train someone, you know, even though um, Bianca at the time of us before we worked together, weren't, wasn't familiar with Kajabi. If you set your systems up right, they'll get it that quickly. You know, very, very quickly. Um, so don't be hesitant to do that. And I really appreciate you mentioning that because there are a lot of advertisements that say like unicorn, unicorn, <laughs> unicorn, unicorn, <laughs> unicorn, right? But I also know like there's still going to be some systems and things that that I need to learn even for myself, from my team, or um, I have to teach my team. You know on a particular system that I use. We're all learning from each other. The the biggest thing for me with growing a team is to make sure we're all growing together. We're all evolving together. And when everyone is treated with respect and when everyone is valued, it makes everyone show up with 150% every time.
1: Oh, absolutely. If your VA feels value, they're going to put everything into your business to help you grow because they want to see you succeed. And you're going to see that. You're going to see that in, in the work that they do. So yeah, take care of your VAs and they'll take care of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Please tell the listeners where they can find you, what all your links are, and all of that jazz. Okay.
1: So you can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Simplified VA Services. And my website is www.simplifiedbaservices.com.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much, Bianca, for coming on the show today. It's been an absolute pleasure getting to know you more. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Dad. It has I been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Take care. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning into the show. Dive in deeper by visiting the show notes for this episode or listening to more episodes on jasminehaley.com. If you found value in the show, share with a friend or leave us a review. I'll see you next time.